Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running The Sox run the south The Cubs run the north But the Bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago Coming from a true Chicago sports fan cave this is a TCSF podcast with your host E Rock and Big Z. That's what's up. Episode twenty. Wow, what a milestone! Episode twenty. Wow, and it's our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I know you hungry. <laughs> <laughs> TCSF twenty is brought to you by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my co-host E Rock. What up, E? What's going on, Z? We got a great show today. Yes, we do. Uh, in our loop segment, we'll do our Chicago sports loop. No Bears game to complain about this week, <laughs> but we're going to talk about what direction the Bears should go in uh, going forward. I'm sure we won't agree. Nope. And as always, we have our stirring the pot and the finale of our Thanksgiving food debate. All right, I'm ready for that. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, there's some great news. The Bears didn't lose last week. Oh, brother. Called it. Oh, where's my parents? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who's going to win that Bears debate later, man? I guess we'll have to listen and find out. <laughs> you know, I will, bro. All right, I can't wait to get into some Bears talk later on. But first, this is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. What's up first, E-Rock? Yo, so from the Bears front, the injury news on Chicago Bears quarterback Nick Foles is better than expected, I guess, according to <laughs> Matt Nagy. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, we got to take it off for, with a grain of salt. You know, Nagy says it wasn't as bad as we once thought. Um... He said it was a combination of a strain and a bruise to the quarterback's hip and glute area. This sounds like a hockey, uh, hey, it's an upper body injury, a lower body injury, and we'll find out in two weeks if we can play. But here's the thing, though. What I will say is as a guy who has hip issues and problems. We both do. Hips hips are no joke. You know what I mean? And like They don't lie. Yours happened from an injury, but mine is like purely genetic. Yeah. Where my mm-hmm. bones yeah. are just breaking yeah. down. I can't help it. I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, like, I, I won't. I won't I, you know, you think about a hip as like an old man's injury, but I mean, no, I ain't that old. No, no, <laughs> no, I, it's not, I'm not, nothing against Nick Foles. It's more on the naggy. I, I don't trust anything he has to say. Right. So a source told uh, Adam Schefter that the initial diagnosis was a hip pointer and that Foles was scheduled for more tests on uh, Tuesday. Uh, whoever was going to start for the Packers, I mean, that's completely up in the air right now. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I is mean, it going to be Deshaun Kaiser? Is it going to be Ky- Tyler Bray? Is it going to be Mitch? Is it going to be Foles? Who knows? It could be Jim McMahon. We don't know. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Z, what's going on in Evanston? All right, Evanston, Evanston, Northwestern Wildcats. Wildcats. That's right. Uh, Patrick Ramsey, 23 for 44 with 203 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, man, he was looking good out there. I mean, it, I watched uh, I watched the game. It was in... Uh, in Evanston, yes, and I mean it was a, it was a tight game. I'm not gonna lie. You you know what? Uh, watching that game made me miss uh, actually going to actual games. I mean, yeah, 
I, I've been to that campus uh, for multiple things, and uh, I've walked around the stadium when it was empty, and it's a beautiful stadium, beautiful uh, place to be at, and it's one of the things I have to check off my bucket list, you know, as far as the stadiums. Yeah, I mean, I was there for a basketball game, but I've never been there for a football game, and it, it looks awesome. I mean, I can't lie. You know, you're going against um, the Badgers, who yeah. are supposed to be a really good team, um, and the the in because they beat the Badgers, uh, the Wildcats moved up to number 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, like, you had, yeah. I mean, how do you, I, you're going to help me out with this. Is it Ramad? How do you say his last name? Chico? Uh, yeah, we're not, let's not butcher that man's name. I'm sorry. Like, Bowman? Yeah, Bowman. Let's call him Bowman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ramad Bowman with four receptions, 95 yards, mm-hmm. and one touchdown. Uh, the Cats didn't have a clear rusher. Uh, they didn't have, you know, it was more like a rushing by committee. Uh, it amounted to 24 yards. Well, because the, you know, that's how kind of Northwestern and, and Big Ten football does it most of the time anyway. <laughs> um, but Wisconsin, I mean, they Wisconsin actually looked pretty decent. Um, Jalen Berger had 93 yards okay. uh, r- uh, rushing for the for the Badgers. So it wasn't like they were playing a bad game. I mean, They just could just, put it in the end zone. But Northwestern, what it was, Northwestern defense came out on fire. That's okay. really, that's really what happened there. Um I mean, realistically, if you look at the actual like stats, Northwestern only had uh, 263 total yards compared to Wisconsin with 366. Yeah, and I think they lost the uh, time of possession too. Well, the thing is too is that they 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 lost time of possession by far. I mean, they only had the the 24 ball minutes, for 22 minutes, 22 minutes, yeah, versus 3740 uh, for the Badgers. But here's the thing: um, rushing yards on Northwestern it was only 24 rushing yards, and Wisconsin had 136 rushing yards. So I mean, they were getting down there, but. They just couldn't, they could not score when they needed to. At the end of the day, it's all about the W's. And guess what? Northwestern got the W and is moving up the ranks. Well, and then they said for their division, this was essentially the the uh, de facto championship game because they they said whoever wins this is going to go against the other division. So nice. Yeah. So Northwestern looking good, man. That's you can't, right. You can't, front Northwestern is 5 and 0. Oh. Yeah. All right. Next up for Northwestern is unranked Michigan State, who's been getting spanked by everybody. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And I think that's why they call this the de facto championship game or the the winner of the conference because the, the, rest, ske- of the, the, the rest, rest of the schedule. schedule yeah. If you play the way you should, exactly. don't play down. Yeah, if they right. don't play down, they, this should be a, a cakewalk next Saturday against Michigan State, who's right. one in three. I mean, that one game they think they won by a field goal, and the other games against Indiana and everyone else, they got spanked. Right. Exactly. So. Northwestern is looking pretty good, and uh, hopefully, you know, we should see it. Put it this way: at least Northwestern at this point should get a pretty decent bowl game. The, yes, and that'll be great to watch. I don't know how high they're going to get in the ranks, but they're going to get a decent bowl game. I don't want them to get so high that they end up getting playing like a really, really good team. And get yeah, yeah, but their defense is legit. I can't front on that at all. No, no, it's a really good team. What's going on on the west side of Chicago? E? All right, so we went live right after the uh, or during the NBA <laughs> draft right there. Yeah, for an hour. Yeah, and the Bulls made their 2020 uh, draft selections, and let's just say that Bulls fandom is a little bit confused uh, because they drafted Pat Williams out of uh, Florida. Now, no, I think he went to Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Florida State. So, you know, the, the fan reaction is that we have dra- we've drafted the best uh, college six man, but here's the thing: from what we saw. From what I know of Pat Williams, right, he was just on the bench just because he didn't really get a chance to play. They didn't really get to play that many uh, games, but he was already seen as as uh, someone that was going to overtake the starter. So, looking at a little bit of deeper, deeper dive that I did with with Florida State, looking at a couple of highlight clips and a couple things that I did notice that stood out was that a lot of these guys are playing 10, 12 minutes, 
So right. he's rotating these guys right. in. Right. So it's not really like a start like a starter who stays in the whole game. I mean, these are rotational players. He wasn't players. a starter, but guess what? He was a finisher. Exactly. That's so, a, that's a good way and, to put it. I like and, that. And I like that because at the end of the game, you put your best players out there. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So during the shortened season, you know, for college hoops, it was for Florida State. Williams played twenty nine games again. Like none of that he started. But nine point two game, nine point two points per game, mm-hmm. four, four rebounds, assist, uh, one steal, one block. Williams shot forty, almost forty six percent from the field. Okay, thirty two percent from the arc. That can improve, and eighty three percent from the free throw line. I mean, that's that's solid. That's completely solid for a college basketball yeah. player, um, especially a guy who's not starting or not seen as a starter at the time. But I mean, this is not. I, I don't think this is necessarily either going to be a guy that's that's starting for. The Bulls to begin with. Now the no. thing is, is that when we did our live show, yeah. people were saying, "Hey, if you're if you're like the top five, you should be starting." It just really depends on you know. Look at w- what happened with the Warriors. I mean, they they uh, they essentially ended up tanking the season unintentionally. Yeah, and a number two overall pick. You know what I mean? So and then they and got then they, great, had, they got, got a an injury. They, well, they had an injury, they had an right, injury right before the draft, so their draft strategy had to change on the fly. Exactly, and that was the the rumor that was going around. Right, was that Bulls wanted to move up, trade Wendell Carter Jr. and the mm-hmm. number four to the Warriors for that number two pick. Okay, then Clay Thompson, we Rubs found out he had a lower leg injury. The Achilles. It, it turns out to be an Achilles injury, which is terrible because I mean, like, say what you want about Clay or the Warriors or whatever. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, yes. he's one of the best shooters of all time. So, who did they take in the second round? Marco Simonovic. Simonovic? Simonovic. All right. He spent the better part of the last two seasons playing overseas with the KK mm-hmm. Mega B-Max. Only two Ks. Yeah, only two Ks. Relax. Uh, namely in the uh, Liga ABA. Okay. All right. So in seven games, in five, which he started, which, you know. Okay. Again, again. Starting whatever you exactly, want. Exactly. Starting finishing. The season with the KK uh, B-Mag. Average 16.3 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, 1.7 assists. Uh, almost a steal, almost a block, mm-hmm. and he shot 50, 51% from the field, Okay, 41% from the arc, which is good for a big man. That's really good. Yeah, and an 83% from the free throw line. He He's a stash player. Yeah, he's going he's, he's to he's 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 play at least, yeah, he's going to play at least a year overseas, um, but he's a guy, he's a signing or a draft and stash. I mean, it was kind of like how they did uh, Miritich. Miritich, good coach. Keep yeah, going. exactly. Yeah, Who coach? Yep, yeah. absolutely. So let them let him play with the big boys over there, and uh, we'll keep that roster spot open from when he, when when we're ready for him. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's how it is. Like they kind of keep that. And now here's the thing: is that even with Pat Pat Williams, when people were questioning it, you got to trust AK Eversley and uh, and what's going on there. I mean, it's a whole brand new regime. So we're just trying to see how this all this is all going to shake out. We got to give him yeah, some time because bas- basketball, especially basketball, takes a long time for your roster to really be what you need to be and then the next year it changes yeah we don't know what their plan is i mean they haven't made any significant trades or pickups yet no chris so you got two players that are gone you got chris dunn that is gone and um shaq harrison is gone so those are the two guys that are are gone from from the bulls nothing we're gonna miss harrison was a good hustle player chris dunn uh was really good on defense um, right now, the rumors that they're going after Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, who they had a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that that's a guy that they can pull in, uh, you know, plug and play. Because uh, he, when he was with the Bulls a couple of years ago, he was he was okay. But once he went over to the Nets, he was impressive. Now with 
uh, with Kyrie and uh, and KD over in the Nets, and they should be healthy this upcoming year. Because we're talking about a year that's fast approaching. We're talking about right. a, a season that's getting ready to start. A like month a, away. Yeah, like it's a, a month, month away. away. It's a Christmas uh, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that we're looking at a couple of players that are going to we're going to see a lot of fast and furious movement now that the draft is completed. You're you're seeing players sign all over the place. You saw Dwight Howard thinking he was going to sign back in nope. L.A. And then Denied. he went to Philly. Denied. You got Montrell Harrell. Uh, was that your, your boy Montrezl? Montrell, <laughs> Montrezl Harrell. that's right. Montrell Harrell going <laughs> over to the Lakers from the Clips. Pat Beverly losing his mind about that, which is pretty funny. So, I mean, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, start to the season. Yeah, Billy Donovan in the fold now, so we have no idea what's really going to happen. I, I think they're going to take a step back and, a, and and deeply evaluate what's going on with the Bulls. Well, you have to. You have to. But you, 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 you can't still have trust to deal. what the last regime did. No, but you still have to deal with who's currently on the roster. Right. That's the other thing you have to worry about. Yeah. So what's going on, on the South Side? All right. So all the White Sox made some minor moves, uh, both for their staff and their roster. Looks like TLR because I'm going to refuse to say his name. <laughs> Uh, has reached out to Tim Anderson. Finally, uh, this is what Tim had to say about the call. Just say we we start at zero. He don't know me. I don't know him. The only way is that we block out all the noise and try to start fresh. I told him that's something I would be willing to do. I did tell him I won't change the way I will. I would be playing. I shouldn't. Right. Exactly. But I will be showing up and be ready every day. I made that statement clear. We're just looking forward to start fresh so yeah so i mean like tim anderson is is still gonna do timmy gonna do what timmy gonna do that's right but he's also saying look i'm not gonna change the way i play uh let's work together i don't know you you don't know me so we can't judge each other outside of our our time that's gonna be spent together when we get in the clubhouse when we get in the dugout we see what happens on the field He's, now, a, yeah, he's gonna throw the leather around the field, and guess what? When he goes with the bat, he's gonna throw that bat. He's the, gonna the whole, Tim uh, absolutely. Bats. But that's the thing is that we got to see how your boy, Lambarrassment, is that what you call him? Lambarrassment, yes. So, yeah. So this guy, I mean, like, I'm still, I'm still questioning and trying to figure out what in the heck is going on with this pick in the first place. I mean, whatever. Anyway, but the, the point of the matter is, is that you know they 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 spoke. I found it weird that he took so long to speak to Tim uh, Tim Anderson, who's his, you think that's the first phone call. That's he makes. The, the that's the shining star in your team. That's the most outspoken player. You call him. You call him or Abreu. You call MVP. MVP. Yeah, yeah, you call him. You're like, hey, bro, congrats. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I'm the new coach. I want to work with you guys. Right. What's, what's going on? Tell me. Tell me what's good. What? Tell me what's bad. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. But again, that. I, I mean, honestly, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but it also feels like the old school approach. It does. You have to accept who I am no matter what. Exactly. You know what I mean? It don't work like that, especially no, not in today's game. Not in today's game. You know, so did they Did they do anything else? Yeah, they signed Miguel Cairo. He was named to the bench coach. I remember okay. Cairo. Do you? I do. I remember Miguel Cairo being mm-hmm. around in the league for a long time. Yeah, he did. He was around. Uh, he played for TLR from uh, 2001 to 2003, and then again in two. 2007. Yeah, I remember so, he bounced around. I want to say he was yeah, like he in Arizona. Bounce. Yes. Yeah, he's he's been on a bunch of teams, but I definitely remember that name. So a lot of times when you get these kind of fringe players, they're they're on their way to shooting up to being a manager at some point. You yes. know what I mean? It's the same thing with basketball. You guys, the really really good players like Jordan was a terrible coach. Yes, he was a terrible owner <laughs> for the most part. 
Look but, at Larry Bird being a GM over there. Like, but, well, the, and, and that's the thing is that the, the problem is is that the the better you are, it's hard for you to accept that people are not as good as you are. So you just and the other thing too is that when you're really good at one thing, you just naturally expect that you're going to be good at everything. Well, when you're good at something, you're great at something. You have laser focus. Yeah, and you vision. don't see the whole picture. And, and that was Jordan's problem is that right. when he he drafted Kwame Brown because and he couldn't understand why aren't you as good as me? I picked you. I saw exactly. something exactly. And why aren't you as good as me? So with a guy like Jordan and just his mentality in general. Now, Kobe, I feel like would have been a great coach because of the way that he, you saw even when he was on the sideline talking to Luca and he was talking about how I learned your language just so I could talk smack to you or people from your country and things like that. So Kobe was a little bit different animal in that respect. Kobe took it to the next level. Well, Kobe took it to a level where he understood because of the fact that he studied Jordan and learned how to play from watching Jordan, he understood that that's what other players do. So he understood the concept of helping to teach a younger generation yes. versus just say, yo, young buck, you ain't it. Right. I'm it. Right. And it is, you're never going to be it. So that's just, a, and because of the way that Kobe saw Jordan as a mentor and used him as a big brother, there's a big difference. There is. All right, E, what's going on in the north side of town? So last week we talked about uh, who might be possibly in the chopping block for the Cubs, and then Theo Epstein officially resigned as the club president. Uh, Jed Hoyer has been promoted to take his place, so Jed Hoyer is going to act as the president and also continue to be the GM for the Cubs. This is big news. I mean, from the south side perspective, he's up there with Ditka. Oh, yeah. With Phil Jackson. He's up there with all the great coaches and general managers that have put a nice trophy mm-hmm. on the case. For mm-hmm. us. This man can go anywhere in Chicago. Oh yeah, and not pay for a damn thing. Well, and we said the same thing about Madden though, because and then look where Madden ended up. Like I felt like Madden got Disney kind of rushed. Oh, and Disneyland. Out, you yeah, know yeah, I mean? got so <laughs> yeah, put it into a retirement home. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, look, I still remember thinking about like Theo when they were like, "Oh, Theo's at Starbucks by Wrigley." Yeah. Is oh he, yeah. Is is Theo coming here? Is that what's going on? So it it was really exciting to have him there. Um, we we did hear a little bit of things about uh, Chris Bryant. Um, he was linked to some trade talks, most recently to the Nationals. But there's also been rumors of KB and David Bodie for Nolan Arenado. I'd I be mean, jealous if you got Nolan. Nolan, if you, if, oh my god. I mean, I, I I think I can't. I think I have to take that trade. You gotta take that trade. You know, what I mean, and it's fair. It's I think it's a fair trade. Arenado had a, a down year in the six game season. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he did. But overall, I mean, I think he's a better player better at third base. He's a better fielder. Way well, better. he's a better hitter right now too. You that know what too. I mean? But KB had kind of had that weird year, and Bodie is an integral part of your team, and, and he has been for last couple of years. But I mean, like, am I taking? A, am I filling one slot with a really good player, or hoping? Because I mean, here's the thing. At one point, I was hoping that the the Cubs could keep Bryant and still manage the way to get Arenado here. I would throw Bryant in left field. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would so, work. The thing is that if you're looking for the train from the outside perspective, Nolan has about, a, he just signed that contract. So mm-hmm. he's got a big contract for multiple years, whereas KB's got one more year, right? Right. Bodie's got a couple more years. I think he's like a, two more years left on his contract. He's not at that caliber no. of a, a KB I, I, or a Nolan. No, I almost So I almost they see, might want more. 
uh, David Bodie, he kind of reminds me of like Ryan Terrio or Mike Mike Fontenot. The riot. The remember, yeah, remember the ro- <laughs> the uh, the pocket rocket. These two oh, whoa, little whoa. two little white dudes. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what it reminds me of a guy that could like be very good, but also like streaky. You know what I mean? Like it very short spurts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. short spurts. Yeah. Short spurt so, rocket. I mean, that's what. <laughs> that's what. That's what uh, Bodie reminds me of. But I also think that um, I think putting him in the trade with KB that's a fair trade because you're getting a player who you can who you know you can play for the next ten years. He's basically Miguel Cairo, uh, who can play yeah. who's yeah. going to end up playing for a long time. You I, know, d- never I still gonna think turn Colorado Colorado's going to want uh, something from the uh, farm system, though. I don't think so. I think I think actually I think because of how uh, now to play it and what you're going to have to pay for him, you're going to want a minor leaguer from them. Yeah, you, for KB because don't forget KB, KB's a rookie of the year KB's an all-star and KB's a World Series champion so was, he knows what it takes was 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 is all those things happened yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you don't yeah. say like you know I am Latino I am <laughs> <laughs> it ain't going nowhere bro <laughs> well you, I just think was, the, whole, is. the whole thing is KB has not been hitting for the last two years he's been injury prone Bodie's been in there but he's a streaky player those two combinations for Nolan, you've who, got who, who batted like crap last year. Yeah, but one year. Okay, so one year versus versus career numbers. A career rookie, a career rookie of the year, mm. a career good player. Yeah, we'll we'll I'm see. just saying. I'm just saying. You got uh, if I'm the GM, I'm not, uh, if of I'm Colorado, the GM, hold, hold I want, up, I want a bit more. Hold, hell no. Yes, KB is a, it was a, didn't he win MVP? Okay, so you're not talking about some scrub. You're talking about an MVP right. and Bodie. But I'm looking. Who's I'm a lo- solid player? Okay, that's garbage. Go go I'm after asking, the next three years. I'm asking. I'm asking for another player back with Arnado. You could have a garbage player. Throw somebody in there. Uh, I'm asking for a minor leaguer because you don't know. It's fine. And that's the thing player. is that if you want you want two ready to play uh, big leaguers right now, that's not how that works, man. Yeah, we, we, the you, thing you is, they're not going to they're not going to too much for this. Trade. They're not going to put KB and David Bodie in the starting lineup for Colorado. Why? How, who, who, who does Colorado got? I don't know. I don't That's follow, exactly my point follow. because they don't have players. You got Charlie two? Blackman and some okay, other cool, else. I don't know who cool. else they got. The, you know. got the, the guy with the big beard, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Follow. That, and that's way, my point. As a GM, I would not make this trade. I uh, I oh, would need more no. back. I would need more back for Nolan. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. You got an all star and a solid player for one player. I'm asking, and a, a, a one player who had a down season. It's a seller's market. You're trying to buy. You could do whatever. You could sign. You could sign KB too. I could. I can wait a Arenado, year. Arenado. No. I can Arenado. wait. I can wait a year and sign him. And that's fine too. So why would I trade from? Because uh, and it, trade a cornerstone. Because you don't want to spend the money for Arenado. And I then, the, and then you can let Co- if you're if you're Colorado, you can let KB walk, and you still have Bodie. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Wow, what a consolation prize! Uh, it's a consolation prize of a good, solid player who's going to play. And the fact of the matter is, is that Nolan Arenado did not hit. He's he. They paid him a whole bunch. Put it this way, they they paid for him and they had a down year and now they have buyer's remorse. Agreed. Agreed. So they they signed them to keep stats, them away from everybody else. Agreed. Agreed. They, they should not have done signed, that. The, well, they, they were doing that because they thought that with him and Blackman, they were going to do something and they, never, they didn't end up doing anything. And the reason why is because, um, what's his name, uh, uh, went, to, uh, went to the Padres and the Padres showed out this year. Machado. Machado. Machado showed out. Tatis is playing well over there. Yep. Now they just got uh, the, the pitcher from... Uh, uh, from the Indians, who's injured, but still Clevenger. Clevenger, yep. So they're, they're stacked for next year, right? But but that's what I'm saying. Well, no, well, because we'll get years, Clevenger in two years. But right. th- but that's what I'm saying. Like Colorado gave them the money because they thought they were going to be able to do something. Well, they thought they they were going to lose them. They so, were and they were going to lose into one of the Chicago teams. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, 
It was going to be either you or us. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot of rumors about him coming to Chicago anyway, uh, uh, to uh, to the north side. But what I'm saying is that for what he hit last year, what KB can do, and for an MVP and for a uh, for a player in Bodie, that's a solid player that you can plug and play right now. You no hell no. All right. You're asking for more. Get out of here. Let's move on. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Anyway, let me let me let me give Theo a shout out. Now yes, we're talking please. about Go we're ahead. talking about baseball. Go ahead. So look, you can say what you want about the moves he made while he was here, but this man helped to orchestrate the first World Series title for the Chicago Cubs in 108 years. Let me tell you something. I cried that night. I mean, I got so ugly so cried. And there's a Sox fan telling me this day he cried. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I have a set of 1960s frosted glasses, okay, from the 1969 Cubs. Billy Williams, um, Ron Santa was on there. And for the first time ever, now this belonged to my wife's grandparents. When they, when her grandfather passed away before we met, her grandmother passed away while we were together. When we were cleaning out the basement. I found these glasses. I said, I got to have these. Mm-hmm. I, this is the one thing yeah. that I want. So I held them. I never used them. They sat, packed away. That night when they won the World Series, I loved Ron Santo because he just had that joy and that passion for the team that yes. brought me in as a fan. So I drank out of my Ron, Ron Santo glass that day, never drank out of it ever again. Beautiful. So that's how important. Like, I mean, and, and I'm a newer fan 20 years in. So the thing about these dudes that have been fans for 50 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, for the Cubs, we wanted more out of that team that we saw that won that 2016 title. But guess what? We never thought we were going to see them in the first place. So, no, not at all. I, and 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 not to be pessimistic. I mean, let's let's go back to you were happy about that. I was super happy because I lost two great friends who were huge Cuff fans. Mm-hmm. So for me to watch it and think of them, think of them, yeah. Oh, absolutely. it was it was it's it was like crazy. a monument to your friend. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. And I wish you were here to see that. But at the same time, looking at it from a open-minded perspective they remind me of the bears so much talent and one championship and guess what though it's still there so we just we just redid this whole studio yes, here. Yes, okay did. and was prominently displayed the cubs the cubs mug the cubs, right there the cubs and, 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 and the, the cubs old cubs. It, yeah i got the 1984 cubs i got the 1969 cubs yes okay that's from that place of like misery and just like oh, oh we're almost oh, there definitely but what's right below it Bears. The Bears, 80, yeah, the 85 <laughs> Bears. And you can say, oh, it reminds me of 85 Bears. We celebrate that because we're talking about one of the best teams of all time. That's right. So if you're saying that my Cubs in 2016 were one of the best teams of all time, I'll take it, bro. Not arguing. But, and, and like I said, here's the thing. It's like for any Cubs fan, this was the most monumental moment that we will ever remember. Now, do we want more? Hell yeah, of course we do. But this right here is a huge thank you to Theo Epstein for his role in bringing a title to the north side. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, sports fans, let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? Always. It's time for some Bears talk. This is Three and Out.
with the Bears in a bye week will debate which direction the Bears should go. I say go up. <laughs> I mean, look, look, look. You play <laughs> to win the game. Just as quick as the Bears went 5-1, five and one, now they're 5-5, five and five, which means it's a season of ups and downs. Right now, they're on the downswing. It's going to happen. But look, you're not out of it. You're still 500. Come out of the bye and play tough against Green Bay. It can give you the boost you need to rattle off a few wins. Ride the wave, and you never know. <laughs> you mean the wave? Hey, that wave is going to consume that surfer and hey. put you underneath that water, and you're going to hit a rock. You're going to be concussed. Fans do not give up on their squad, bro. I'm not giving up on my squad. I'm just being realistic. Go ahead, I'm just telling you, man. Look, get your points up. Number two, if Bill Lazor can get his plays installed, (laughs) get Mitch back out there, and let's see what he can do for the rest of the year. Okay? That's what we agree. I want Mitch back to see what he can do. All right, and that leads me to my next point. Ride your ship until it sinks. At this point, you're probably looking at a turning point from Matt Nagy's career with the Bears. Over the last two seasons... With the eight and eight, and now the five and five, you're sitting at thirteen and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Now it wouldn't seem so miserable if they hadn't started out so hot this season, but they gave us some reason to believe with some come from behind victories. Let's get our faith back into the team and believe. Let me tell you this: when I was a kid and I and everyone else wanted to wear twenty three, I asked for thirty four. The Bears have the best fans in the whole NFL, and I'm ride or die for every single win, every single game. All right, so I'm gonna agree with you on a couple points. We do have the best fans. No right. matter, right? Hands down, have Bears fans over that uh, one star rating from that other team, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you know the cheesemakers up north. Mm. Forget those fans. We do have the best fans. Now, will Bill Laser have the ability to put his plays in? I don't know. You have two weeks. You have two weeks to install your system, or because it's the same system. Install your plays, right? Okay, we'll see. Will Mitch play? I don't know. He might say, "I'm still hurt." And just set out the season. I don't think I don't. I don't think that's what he's trying to do. I think he got hurt, and they sent him for a second opinion. They said you need some time off. That's just what it is. All right, all right. So I'm going to go down on this. Of course you are. Of course, the administration, coaching staff, and veterans will probably not be here next year. So you're getting a lot of veterans on, who are expiring contracts. They're not going to be here next year. Ownership needs to take a look at uh, during the playoffs and during the Super Bowl for a new GM, a new coaching staff. And guess what? A lot of new players. The Bears must look for winning. Look at uh, winning organizations and pluck some of that talent that is proven to win, not a project to win, proven to win. Okay, but most of the time, quote unquote, proven to win, it means nothing in this NFL because you're looking at who you're looking at. You're looking at um, Bill Belichick. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. That's my point: is that every team has to take a swing. Every team has got to take a chance at somebody new. Tennessee did it. Every every single team in the league got to take you got to take a, a swing. Even Green Bay did it. Yeah, okay, and, and everybody's, with Matt, Matt Lafleur. But <laughs> every team's got to swing. Here's the thing: it's I think a dodgeball when you say Lafleur. <laughs> we are the Globo Jim Purple Cobras, and we will, we will rock you. <laughs> but my my point being is that you got to take a shot. So if you got these guys here now, you might you have you have to at least take a shot with what you got because you never know from year to year who's going to get high, who's not. Yeah, but the thing is, they don't play their rookies enough, right? You got Cole Komet, you got uh, Darnell Moody. Guess what? I'll start playing these second, third teamers. Guess what? You got Lamar Miller, who should have been a running back, who should have been installed a lot more. Lamar Miller was hurt. And they just brought him back. And the only reason he's up now is because David Montgomery went down. Oh, my goodness. You, hey, you put a line in front of Montgomery, he's going to run. Yeah, I, 
I agree with you. All right, so they need to take a deep dive analysis of what they need to what they need on that roster. Okay, there's no purpose uh, of winning and to re- to get into the playoffs and get spanked on national TV. We've already done that. We already checked that box. You're playing for next year already. So when when the Bears in 2018, we're going to talk about this. Oh, the, the Bears in 2018, oh. they went to the playoffs. You got the double doink, and that's that's how the Eagles uh, continue on the season in the playoff game, right? That's my point is that you never know. You don't. At least make the make the show. Show up. Get into the tournament. Right, but by showing up to the tournament, guess what? Your pick is a lot lower. Hey, with, with the the way that the Bears have been playing, mm-hmm. or uh, the defense, the Bears' defense has been on fire. The defense so like is I said, fine. You, all you need is a couple of takeaways. You get a pick six, whatever random thing falls. Look, there's a reason. Look at the, the shape of that ball. When it hits the ground, it bounces one way. You never know which direction it is. It's that defense go. looks like the hunchback of Notre Dame from carrying this offense. And that's fine. That Sometimes, look. How do we win in eighty five? With defense and Walter Payton, and, and Walter Payton. The point of the matter is, he's talking about one of the best defenses of all time, and, that's and one really of the best running backs ever at the end of his career. At ever. the end of his career, and he's who, still who, he's still better than every running back we've ever had. And that's fine because he's one of the best of all time. But what I'm saying is that you're talking about a guy at the end of his career who's been playing for 10, 12 years already at that point. Your defense is what carried you. I don't care what you want to say. Yes, it was great to it was great to give Walter his. His uh, Super Bowl win, but the defense carried that team regardless Agreed. of what you want to say. Agreed, that defense carried that team. Guess what? So there's no offense on this team. That defense is going to get tired. But right. we don't know that. We got to see what Bill Lazor does. Uh, have you seen the last ten games? He wasn't. He wasn't coordinating. I mean, like they, you can say whatever they want, but he didn't get unless you're calling plays. That's basically the the the, the job of the coordinator in the first place. Is laser is laser flying in with an S on his chest and a white cape? Who knows. We don't know. Yeah. Well, the Jets and the Jags will have the first two picks. That's going to be – that's already pretty much been settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of teams that have two and three wins. So the Bears will draft in the first round, but it's going to be at 10, you know, late top 10, you know, early teens. So if they – let's say they do lose up, that's what they'll be drafting because I don't see them winning any more games, man. I don't. You think, so you think that they, they should just bottom out and just I don't say, think, screw it on the season? I don't think that they're going to be give like, up hey, on the whole year I don't halfway think they're, through? I don't, they're not going to lay down. They're going to try and win games. But look at the talent they're playing. They're playing Green Bay, what, two more times? They play the they play Green Bay twice. They play the Vikings once. They play the Lions once. And you're playing the Jags, who are played all these elite teams very tough. You told me the Jags are going to pick within the first two. So that means they're not very good? Well, they hung in with, the, uh, uh, with uh, Green Bay. Okay. And they hung in with who they played, uh, Pittsburgh, right? Did they win? No. Right. Yeah, but we got no offense. All right, so finding a GM is something that we need to do. A GM that can scout and find talent in the first round. That's that's where uh, Pace has been missing. Pace has been hit or miss. Roquan Smith is a great player. Again. Again. That's what I'm saying. So Where was he drafted? uh, Like number eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ro, Ro Smith is a great player. But no there, offense. There is some kind of weird curse over this team. And no. Cole Komet. Cole Komet was, was a second-round pick, though. We don't know what he is and, and And for two years in a row, they didn't have a first-round pick. Yes. Because they got Khalil Mack. Yes. And was that a good move or not? I love Khalil Mack. So that's my point. So that's so basically, that's two. you got two years in a row you didn't pick first, right? Yep. So there's your Khalil Mack right there. And then you've got another one with yeah, Roquan Smith. So that's three years where you can count that 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 first round pick counting for some good. If you know not, what I mean, if you're not going to build through the draft, you have to build through free agency. And, and guess what? On offense, they haven't done it. They got Allen Robinson, and, and they drafted Mooney, and they got Nick Foles. They traded for Nick Foles. Guess what? 
Okay, but that's a trade. Offense that's not free broken. agency. Well, still, offense is just broken. I think honestly, I think what happened was Pace wanted to give uh, Pace wanted to give a a backup that would be at least serviceable because Chase Danny. But this is my point: Chase Danny was not serviceable. No, okay, no, no. So if you, if Trubisky coming into this season, what I think that's what happened is that I think Ryan Pace expected Trubisky to be playing this season, and then if he happened to get injured because he had been injured before, and he was injured this the the previous year where he yeah. got he got. Uh, he missed two starts, I think, or two or three starts. Right, he, gets two, he missed two starts, and he got injured at the very beginning of that uh, of another game. So they needed someone that could start a couple games and fill in, and that's what that's what Foles is. That's right. what he'll be his whole career, and that's what we he's said. not a starter. We, we agree on that. He's the so, microwave, right? So when you talk about the players that brought in, I think that was the plan. Pace said, "Okay, Mitch is going to play this season. If he gets hurt, then we got Foles to, to back him up." What happened was Nagy was was sitting there. He's trying Nagy's trying to play this chess game. Where he basically says, "Oh, Mitch isn't working these first couple games. Oh, because why? Why did they panic in that third game against Atlanta when no Mitch reason. brought no him back? Mitch, Mitch brought him back in the first game. They came back and won the second game. So they panic halfway through. Nick Foles does what Nick Foles does. He came in halfway through the game, and they won. And uh, and then as a starter, Mitch was three and zero because he started that game. That's why they count that as a starter. Correct. And every game that the uh, uh, that Nick Foles is, is uh, has started, they lost except I think the uh, Tampa Bay right or the Tampa game." So my point is, is that you have Matt Nagy playing his game, mm-hmm. okay? Matt Nagy said that for the last game he waited long as hell, and he let uh, he said, "Oh, okay, Bill Lazor is going to uh, do the plays this week." And what he did, in my mind, is he was trying to trying to say, "Hey, look what Pace did. Uh, look, it's not me. It's not look. It's Pace's fault." So that's what that was all about. Nagy handed over the big Denny's menu over to Lazor, right? Play these plays, right? Here's I, here's the IHOP menu, right? So and so that's what I'm saying. We got to see what Bill Lazor is, is, is going to do this week. How he's going to set up the game and go from there. That's if he's allowed. All right. So the Bears have first, second, third, fifth, and sixth round picks for the next draft. Let's hope they spend this all on offense this year. I mean, I, I think the defense is decent. I don't know who's who's coming out to the end of their contract. I don't know. I'm not so. The, I know they brought back Trevathan after last year, but I don't know what's going on after that. You still got Mac. You still got a lot. You have good players that that. Are on the team and are signed for a while, right. so they gotta they gotta go line. But you have to. You also, or if you have an early enough draft pick, you gotta go best available. Yeah. If yeah. there's some stud yeah. wide receiver out there who's like the top three wide receiver, or or there's like an offensive lineman who might be good, who are you gonna go after? No, no, I you, agree. You with gotta you. feel you gotta feel needs, but at the same time, they do. I think they gotta target some offensive linemen in free agency. But the problem is, is that. Offensive linemen that are good mm-hmm. rarely make the market. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yep. All right. So I do got one question for you since we're moving in. This is our Thanksgiving show. What's going on? Okay. Do you like when the Bears play on Thanksgiving or you rather have it on a Sunday? No, give it to me on Thanksgiving, brother. I love Thanksgiving Bears football. I mean, traditionally, I'm going to tell you noon Sunday is where they should play every week. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you on that one. Oh, I'm with you on that. that one. Because let me tell you, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a shout out to Uncle Ronnie. Last year at Thanksgiving, uh-huh. the year it was they had sold the house on Easter. Mm-hmm. So this was really the, his last, his first Thanksgiving that wasn't really around the house. So Uncle Ronnie came over, we watched the Bears football, we had the turkey and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, Uncle Ronnie passed away in December. So okay. it was our last holiday to spend with him. 
And we got a Bears win, and he was super excited. He was always excited about the Bears. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, whenever they play on on Thursdays on on that Thanksgiving game, that's who I'm gonna think about. So so if they can play it every year, just so I can <laughs> think about Uncle let's, Lonnie, let's I boot, appreciate let's that. Let's boot the Lions or or the uh, one star team rating. The, the Lion. Well, you know what was funny was that you know the uh, the Cowboys used to always play the Redskins because it was the Cowboys and Indians mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. and I'm like. You know, that little subtle thing right there. Maybe you should have changed your name a long time ago, Mr. Washington football team. Well, glad uh, that uh, Ronnie got his win on that Sunday. Uh, Yeah. But you know what? I'd rather have the Bears on that Thanksgiving. That way it can be our tradition and we can uh, Well, No, that's what I'm saying. It was was that Thanksgiving game. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd I'd rather... the Bears are a national draw, so I yes. think they belong on, on TV every Thanksgiving, even if they're terrible. Right. Make, the, make it that Packers game if you want. Yeah, take Detroit out because they're not a national draw. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. All right, true Chicago sports fans, it's time to pay some bills. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out noircesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. It's that time again, brother. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Yeah, baby. What do we got today, E? All right, so we had our cranberry sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. Our delicious cranberry sauce. Yeah, you can't Mm -hmm. Ew. Bro, the lines lines show you where you're supposed to slice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we we had our cranberry sauce, right? We had your dry. You took your dry turkey, the I white meat, deep fried turkey. How you yes. not take? How you not? I just, I still understand. You take that dry ass white meat, but you don't put no cranberry sauce on it. It's not dry when it's deep fried. Oh, uh, what? Yo, that's a stipulation. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> so today it's time for dessert, man. Oh yeah. All right. So for our Thanksgiving finale, mm-hmm. pumpkin pie. Yes or no? Pumpkin pie. Nope. Oh, yeah. oh man, stop. <laughs> stop it, bro. Nope. Stop. Nope. Come on. Denied. No, man. I mean, that's. I'll have a, a very slim sliver, and it's got to have a whipped cream, but even that... Denied. Yeah, it's a once-a-year thing. It's not the, the creamer that my wife drinks. It's not the Starbucks. It's not, like, because I, I want to say they had... What, I saw pumpkin spice Oreos. Oh, no! All that stuff. Oh. But, yeah, I mean, like, that one <laughs> that one slice of the real thing, oh, the God. one time, once a year, it's, I mean, it's the nice little topping... It's the topping. You know what it is? Is because you only saw pumpkin pie when you were a kid. Yes. When we were kids, that's the only time you saw it. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of a little piece of a nostalgia. It reminds me of being a kid at the end of Thanksgiving. Yeah. When you, you know, you're yeah, you made it through your green beans and your potatoes and mm. all that stuff, but you're sitting there thinking about that that pie the whole time. Like grandma got that fresh pie, especially when they used to make the pies and all that yeah, stuff. Yes. So when it was homemade, I would say that's a big difference. But everything now is store bought. I'm sorry. I'm gonna bypass that. I'm like, give me the flan. G- give me, give me the apple pie. 
any day. Give me the apple pie any day. I'm, I'm taking that. And again, this is for the one day of Thanksgiving. Give me that pumpkin pie. Yeah, Give me can. that pumpkin pie. Now, now, here's the thing. Put some cranberry sauce on it for yourself. I'm going to be eating all the rest of the desserts regardless. <laughs> one, <laughs> I know you are. You're going to carb load like a muck. That's what I'm saying. So you, I'm going to eat all the des- all the other desserts anyway. Yeah. So what I'm saying for that one one time a year, I'm taking that pumpkin pie. Now, let me tell you. <laughs> Give me that. Take us a little sliver. That's I'm a, it. I'm going to tell you a funny story real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. And this involves in someone who used to be a really close friend mm-hmm. of mine, but we haven't talked in a long time for various reasons. So back in the day when uh, pumpkin spice was the new thing and Starbucks had it, we pulled up in the drive-thru, and he goes and orders, and he goes, Hi, can I have a pumpkin spice extra spicy? That's <laughs> 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 uh, to this day, is still one of the funniest things I remember. I mean, it was just funny. The way it came out, the way the barista was acting, like, what just happened? Like, why? Because <laughs> you can hear they're supposed to be super professional. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, they, they wear their pants too tight and all that stuff, so, you know. But here's the thing. So you say no to the pumpkin pie. No. What is your favorite dessert for Thanksgiving then? That you would only normally kind of get around that time. So my mom makes a bread pudding. Okay. So she makes, you know, homemade bread pudding and she also makes flan. So yeah. for me, those are my two staples. Right. So right. that she'll she'll buy a, a jewel, not jewels. Jewel, <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. Welcome to Chicago. Yeah, welcome to Chicago. And the jewels. Uh, she'll get a, a pumpkin pie, and you know we buy the, a can whipped cream, and you know yeah. we do that. Yeah. And uh, we all have a little sliver, but you know her bread pudding is is the is the thing. Oh that, my that's, god, that's the thing that you look forward yes. to. Everything's giving. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I, I feel you. I feel you. So now, what are we talking about pie? <laughs> Let, let's. What, what is your favorite pie? Um, I'm gonna go with apple pie. Okay. Like, like, yeah, the, what is that? Um, we already had this discussion about yeah, apples. We don't, we don't. That's the only way to make apples taste good. <laughs> True. <laughs> Covered in sugar. Yeah. Sugar and whatever goo that's in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what is that called? Dutch. The Dutch apple pie. Okay. Yeah, that's what I like. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Baker Square style oh, on you. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm either gonna go with that like that kind of peanut butter fudge layered uh, pie they got, or just a straight up chocolate silk pie. Okay. You, you can't. You can't beat that, man. Okay. Like it's not like dense. Are so you are you a Portillo's uh, chocolate cake guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, it, the funny thing is, is that people are like it has mayo in it. I'm like, yeah, it is, so does every other cake. It's just yeah. eggs and oil. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all have like mayo with some special thing. How do you think it's all fluffy and moist? Oh, moist. So, so moist. <laughs> oh. My my wife's gonna love that part, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like the chocolate cake shake. The only problem with that that Portillo's shake, I haven't had the chocolate shake thing. No, no. Oh man, I think I'm going to diabetic shock. No, I mean it's legit as long as you don't get the giant one where okay. you're sitting there. But here's the problem: is that because of the uh, contents and the shake, uh, uh-huh. the, the chocolate, yeah. or the, the chocolate cake. <laughs> what happens is Your mouth is watering as he's talking. That's why <laughs> my mic is wet. <laughs> It's moist. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a wet mouth. Um, listen. So what happens is that all that kind of cake settles as you're as you're drinking it, oh. and you get two things. You either get um, a big uh, piece of cake stuck in the straw, so you're trying to drink the shake and it's just stuck in there, or but all that stuff settles. So when you get to the bit, the bottom of the actual shake, you got a good like half inch layer of cake in there, okay. and you're either trying to like 
fish it out with your straw or you're like somebody go get me a spoon i can't let this go <laughs> so i mean but yeah i mean it's, it's legit so i'm saying like because th- here, here's my thing it's like apple pie is cool mm-hmm. so you know whatever like the fruit pies are cool but to me they're almost very generic unless you get something that's absolutely amazing like i'll take some cobbler over pie just the yeah. way you know it's a yeah, little like bit cobbler. different yeah, like cobbler. but i mean like if you're gonna do that like that's what i'm saying like what why why would i have a tootsie roll when i can have a snickers bar Oh, agreed. You know what I mean? Like agreed. the same quote unquote chocolate flavor, but like I'm taking that like real chocolate. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's that's the difference to me. So I mean, I don't know, man. I'm going I'm going with that that chocolate silk pie. All right. All right. You gotta do it, man. All right. Let's wrap this up for this week, brother. That's all right, man. That that sounds good. I'm I'm getting hungry though. That's yeah, I think let's, that's go what eat, man. <laughs> let's go eat. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear. Remember to give us a five-star review on your listening apps. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Spotify and our iHeartRadio. And click that notify button on Facebook to be notified when we go live. Don't forget, you can also donate to the show as well. All proceeds will go towards the betterment of the show. We love you guys. Thanks to our sponsors, Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Our Bears analyst, Il Brown, will be back next week to talk about the Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. I, ho- I hope he grows some cheese. Oh, I, well, <laughs> I, I'm sure he's taking, a, I'm, he's taking a very long-deserved break after analyzing the Bears for us all season. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't don't forget to check out Ill Brown's podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Uh, big shout out to Ronesh and our producer, Jay Soto. And check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's True CHI Fans. And also on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. And don't forget to reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next time for episode 21. And happy Thanksgiving. And until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. Get your damn pie. <laughs> a few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.